Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy, and maybe I'm a new Hallmark lover? Oh, today we're discussing a Biltmore Christmas, the hotly anticipated movie from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series in 2023. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to have you follow us on Instagram. You can find our Hallmark account, which is at Girls Gone Hallmark, and you can find our lifestyle account, which is at Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. We're a group for Hallmark fans, listeners of the show. We're talking all things Hallmark over there. Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook groups. Hey, I wanted to quickly shout out to other places people can find us. We have another podcast called Approved with Megan and Wendy. Those are short 10-minute episodes that drop every Wednesday where we each share one item every week that we've been using and loving. And on last week's episode, Wendy shared a holiday tea that she loves. And we got so many DMs by people who raced out and bought that tea. I am not kidding you. And I have a confession to make. We often record in person. And Mm -hmm. so Wendy keeps a stash of tea at my house for recording days. Today we're recording remotely, so you don't know this, but last night before watching A Built More Christmas, I busted into your tea stash, (laughs) (laughs) and I had a cup of the Tazo Joy tea, and it was a delight, in fact. Well, first of all, I'm so surprised because it has caffeine in it, so I'm surprised that you drank it at nighttime. Oh, yeah. I needed it. And also, do you understand why it's seasonal? Like, What makes it seasonal? I don't know. No, it doesn't. It's not like cinnamon spicy. Mm -hmm. It's just very nice. I mean, it has pretty strong peach notes. I know. It's bizarre. But I'm telling you, every time I see it at Target, I I grab another box because it's only here a limited time. So it was really good. So thank you. (laughs) Yay. I'm so excited. We also have a Patreon. And if you're saying, what is that? Patreon is a platform where online content creators can have their own little communities for a small monthly subscription fee. And on our Patreon, it is not Hallmark focused. It's a women's lifestyle channel. It's like hanging out with your two best friends once a week. We produce four bonus podcast episodes over there every single month for the bargain price of $5. But you can get a full week free so you can check it out. See if it's something that you would enjoy. We always link it in our show notes, but you can also find it patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. Let's jump right into a bit more Christmas with a synopsis. Okay, it's a long one. Mm-hmm. The one on the hallmarkchannel.com website was very long, and the IMDb, IMDb was very short and inaccurate. So, mm. um, so I kind of melded the two together. Buckle up, folks. The story follows Lucy as she's hired to write the script for a remake of the holiday movie, His Merry Wife, when the head of the studio isn't satisfied with the ending Lucy wrote because it deviates from the original feel-good conclusion, he sends Lucy to Biltmore Estate for research and inspiration. While on a tour of the estate, she discovers her ability to travel back to 1947, where she embraces the chance to uncover the truth about the movie's original ending. While back in time, she and one of the film stars, Jack Houston, become close. Before she can return to present day, Lucy must make things right or threaten to alter the future 
forever. Stars Chris Palaha and Bethany Joy Lins. It's time for news and notes. A Bit More Christmas was directed by John Putch, who has 59 directing credits, including last year's A Holiday Spectacular. And before that, you had me at Aloha. He has a good mix of TV and movie directing. Some TV shows that he's directed include Cougar Town, No Tomorrow, and American Housewife. Tons of sitcoms. Mm-hmm. I was I was looking back today, too. Writer Marcy Holland has 41 writing credits, and she is a prolific Hallmark writer, including two Hannah Swenson mysteries and several movies in the Time to Come Home series, including this year's Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, which premieres tonight, November 30th, on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Look at you. Mm. Costume designer Keith Nielsen, also known as Keith Costumes, designed on four movies this countdown to Christmas season. He also appeared on an episode of Girls Gone Hallmark reviewing Mystic Christmas. He, of course, was the costume designer for A Biltmore Christmas and is going to be a key player in quite a few of my notes. Oh, interesting. Then I will wait because I have an additional note, but I will reserve what I know when we get to what we liked. Okay. Okay. Bethany Joy Lynn plays Lucy Hardgrove. Her appearance on One Tree Hill is probably her biggest project with 43 acting credits, but she's made a big impression paired with Tyler Hines in An Unexpected Christmas in 2021, which makes it really hard for me to believe that that was the last Hallmark movie she was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like I feel maybe because this movie has been promoted all year long that she is like one of the Hallmark regulars, but she's really not, Mm-mm. you know. Unlike her co-star, Christopher Palaha, who plays Jack Houston, his 76 acting credits include his beloved role on the Mystery 101 series, a role in the recent prime book adaptation Harlan Coben Shelter, and, of course, roles in Hallmark romances like We Wish You a Merry Christmas and A Dickens of a Holiday. Side note, Megan and I, we were uh, planning our 2024 calendar, mm. and we were talking about Christmas in July. Yes. And I think we might need to add a Dickens of a Holiday onto that schedule because I recall not really liking that movie. You hated it. Except for his monologue at the end. So I just think it needs to be revisited. It might just be one of those revisited movies. Well, let's see. I have another thought on another movie later in this review that should be part of that lineup. I'm excited. Jonathan Frakes plays Winston. His resume of 96 acting credits reads like a thing that I would never watch. So much Star Trek. He got his start on a series called The Doctors in the late 70s, in which he appeared in 90 episodes. I kind of remember that show, The Doctors. I I mean, I born in 1979. I was born in 75. I just feel like I've seen repeats of it, or I remember it being... I'm having a weird flashback right now. (laughs) Robert Picardo plays Harold Balaban, and whoa, 245 acting credit to his name. Even more Star Trek on this resume. He has five upcoming projects, including horror films, Crimson Shadows, and Werewolf Game. I wonder when those are coming out, Mm. like next year? Mm -hmm. Hmm. A.K. Binninghoffen plays his merry wife superfan, Margaret. She has just six acting credits, 
but has been in most recently Pain Hustlers on Netflix Mm -hmm. and The Staircase on HBO Max. Yeah, she like just started acting like two years ago. I mean, how does that happen? You get these like super huge like series. Like it's crazy to me. I know. Mary McDonough plays the director of this movie. She has a pretty small she plays the director of the remake right of the movie she has a pretty small role this does appear to be her first hallmark movie in her 47 acting credits and her very first role was on general hospital in 1963 wow and finally a biltmore christmas was filmed on location at the biltmore estate in Asheville, north carolina in early 2023 listeners if you're in the area you can visit and take a tour of the biltmore estate it's pretty spectacular you've been there right I have. I haven't. So tell me about it. Is there a hotel on the property as well? Yes, the inn at the Biltmore where they stayed. It's a big tourist attraction. Quite a number of places to stay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I would go there. Let's go. Okay. Should you and I go? Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's talk first impressions. This is maybe the greatest Hallmark movie I've ever seen. Oh, uh, indeed. My first impression is Christopher Palaha's 40s voice deserves its own wowie zowie designation. I absolutely agree. Don't you think he was made for a 1940s role like that? I was blown away by how perfect he was. The cut of his jaw even (laughs) had that total 40s look, the slicked back hair, and then he just slid right into that. 40s dialect like it was nothing. Yeah, he didn't disappoint at all. Mm Mm-mm. Well, let's talk what we liked. Okay. Can I start? Please. So listeners of the show and Megan know, I notoriously don't like movies that fall into like time travel, sci-fi, fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. I, I just have a hard time suspending reality. Those movies don't do it for me. But this was different. (laughs) This was so different. I was so invested in the romance between Lucy and Jack. I was caught up in Lucy getting back and forth in time. I was worried how she might alter the present day. Just everything worked in the story and the movie for me. I agree with that. And to piggyback on that, my note was this might be the first Hallmark time travel movie to fully land the plane. Like... Mm. If we're accepting that we can time travel via hourglass, which I'm willing to accept for the premise of this movie, then I can also accept that we can figure out the logistics of 1940s Jack arriving in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. I often get caught up in how all of that works, but I thought it was handled very well. Yeah, like honestly, if you asked me, because she saw that he dies very young, and I don't even remember the resolution to that. I don't remember like what... He said to, like, make that all make sense. He said, she said, but you died in 1948. And he said, no, we staged that in case I was ever successful because you told me Christmas Eve 1948. And so that's when he finally realized that he would be able to time travel to her. And so they staged his death in the past. Apparently he had spas on the inside Mm. in case he was successful. So it wouldn't be a disappearance. Got it. But see, it didn't even matter to me. Right. So that's my point that I mentioned earlier. There is another, well, it's not time travel. It's a, it made me think there's a ghost Christmas movie in which the ghost becomes corporeal in in order to stay. Is this the one that you think the ghost is so hot? The ghost is so hot, objectively. (laughs) 
<laughs> is the ultimate wowie zowie. It is called The Spirit of Christmas, and I do believe we need to add it to our Christmas in July lineup. Okay. It's added. Make a note of it. <laughs> I'm taking out my notebook right now. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> That's funny. There is a couple standout moments for me in this movie. Uh-huh. When I finished the movie, I, I jumped on Twitter and I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to review this movie. Like I was feeling something I had never felt before after a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think the best way for me to go about it is just talk about these standout moments. Is that okay with you? Yes. Okay. First, I was so impressed with the slightest change in color that the movie took on when Lucy flips over the hourglass to time travel. Did you notice it? It's warmer. Yeah. Yes. It has like this yellowy vintage tinge. I just thought this was such a smart choice instead of, you know, going back into like black and white, which feels like, okay, yeah, you would do that to go back in time, go in black and white. But we, it would have made that confusing because at the top of the movie, we we see the original movie in black and white. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just was a smart choice, I thought, just to just slightly change the warmth of the movie to like mark that now she's back in time. I just, mm-hmm. I thought it was Chef's kiss. I'm geeking out over it. I know. I'm sorry. No, I have a lot. Just let, let, go ahead. Okay. The next thing. When Chris and Joy sing Jingle Bells at the piano. Oh, my gosh. I don't love Jingle Bells. Like, that's to me like a very, like, Yeah, there's nothing I love song. about Jingle Bells. But right. when they started on dashing through the oh, God, it was so good. And I didn't realize that he could sing. I didn't know either of them could sing. I thought she had a really lovely, clear voice. You didn't know she sings? No, I didn't. We shared, she had a summer song that came out called like cherries or strawberries or something like that. We Uh, shared it on our Instagram. You don't remember. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. I follow her on Instagram. She's always in Nashville. She's always doing like these really tiny, small shows. Um, I knew she could sing. I didn't know Chris could sing. I know his son sings, but I didn't know he could sing. And it just takes it wowie zowie next level for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that whole scene was just stunning. They were both so great. It was so enjoyable to watch. Loved, loved, loved it. The face she makes when he does the little trill on the piano. It's just top to bottom. So good. I agree. I So good. There are a couple of lines which I thought were perfection in this movie the standout for me was why couldn't the hourglass be a DeLorean? Yes. And I freaking love a callback to like another famous time travel movie mm-hmm. that is 30 years old, but like everybody knows it, right? Everybody knows what a DeLorean stands for. Yes. I just, so good. So, so good. Um, I want to talk about her black and gold dress. Do you want to talk about your notes with Keith, about Keith right now? Sure. So let me start by saying, a standing ovation for Keith Costumes, the costume designer on this movie, because one of the things you mentioned, the lighting, I think you've got a time travel movie to a very specific time period and the set is the same, right? So they're set in the same place. So you need to make it very clear when they're in one era and they do that in a couple of ways. And the costuming is the most obvious one. The music does it too, which I don't know if you noticed, but the music you know, the music in Hallmark movies typically fades into the background. We've got like hijinksy music and we've got Christmas morning music and we've got sad music. But this was very 1940s 
movie music. And combined with the costumes, the visual effect of his costuming, I it's you could watch this movie with the sound off and still find it stunning to look at. Right. I agree. Her suit with the red coat. Loved it. Those shoulders. Loved it. And let's talk about the dress. This black and gold dress was so gorgeous and interesting. It made my brain hurt. I was like, what is the pattern on the gown? I couldn't tell. It just was so stunning. And the like gold sparkly tool in the front. The way the shoulder Ugh. sleeves slid down Loved her arms. It. The detailing in the back. I thought, what? Loved it. A joy and to get she, to wear that dress. She, she puts a shrug on, which just, I was like, oh, uh, that first all. <laughs> oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> it I was like, I've, oh my God, I died. I was like, I wish I could live in this era, like where you would just dress up like this and it would be, you know, acceptable. Like, can you imagine getting dressed up? Like, are you going to an award show? Like, where would you wear that? You know? Right. Uh, just a Christmas party. That's how you dress. So pretty. I know I saw a comment and they're like, it's so lovely to see this as opposed to ugly Christmas sweaters at a party. Like, when did we get away from it? Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I would also like to note that uh, the character Ava Hayward, the the blonde. Yeah. She, in the, towards the end too, she's wearing a beautiful, like, long sleeve, high neck, cranberry colored dress that I also thought was stunning and needed its own moment too i just thought it was so reserved and modest but beautiful at the same time just loved it loved it loved it so much and in fact i want to tell you i dm'd uh keith on sunday night he was all over twitter on sunday night (laughs) and i asked him i was like did you do all the costumes like all the 40s era costumes and he said every costume either went through him or his team so he did everything for this movie. I thought it was such a thoughtful choice because uh, Ava and Lucy come down the stairs together at the Christmas party and they're side by side and their dresses are so drastically different, but also mm. very complimentary side by side. I I really liked it. Yeah, it was great. Great, great, great. One technical thing. I liked the side-by-side filming of the past and future scenes, there's a couple of moments where we get it. The most striking one is toward the end of the movie when Lucy and Jack both go back to their rooms. My favorite. And you just get they're in the exact same room, 80 years apart. I thought that was really incredibly well done and technically very challenging to get them to be doing, you know, the exact same thing at the same pacing in the same moment. I also loved the use of the scenes from His Merry Wife. We get both scenes that are on screen from the produced movie and we get the on set scenes. And I thought that was really well done to get us invested in, aside from the love story we've got going, her job here, what's she trying to do in doing a remake of this movie. Right. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. The end scene when Lucy is at the bottom of the stairs at the estate and she turns around and sees Jack at the top of the stairs. I had full body chills and my (laughs) nose got all tingly like I was going to cry. I just love the way that it was shot and the way that it made me feel. And I just think that is such a home run for a director. Like it He wants his viewer to feel a certain way, and I felt it. It was great. That's that's huge. 
It was great. All right, let's talk about Wished For. I have but one wish. Me too. Oh my God, I'm going to die if they're the same thing. It's definitely not. Okay. My wish. So in the His Merry Wife faux movie, there's a guardian angel situation. Mm -hmm. Jack's playing guardian angel. And throughout this movie, my husband, we get super fan Margaret. And when Margaret and Lucy are talking, my husband goes, that's your guardian angel. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. Obviously it isn't. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene in the past where Lucy and Jack are having lunch and he goes, maybe he's the guardian angel. Now, this is a man who loves It's a Wonderful Life, a movie that I'm going to admit right now that I cannot stand. I don't think I've ever watched it. it. I People think it's such a lovely, hopeful story. I find it so depressing and hard to watch. It's not for me. <laughs> okay. But all of that being said, I thought, oh, would that have been kind of nice if there was some sort of guardian angel situation to tie these two things together. Is it necessary? Mm-hmm. No. There wasn't much to wish for for me. So if I got to have something, that's where I'm going. What's your wish? Uh, uh, before I before I share mine, I have to ask, did your husband like this movie? I think he did. But you know what? He hasn't seen the last 30 minutes. What? Because he, he fell asleep. It was late as we were watching this. And I had to power through. So we'll watch the last 30 minutes together uh, again tonight. But he was enjoying it. Do you think he'll like the ending? I think he will. Hmm. I I'm, can't wait to hear. You'll have to follow up in the next episode. Look, the dude watches Back to the Future, all three movies, every single year. I know. He's on board with the time travel movie. This is his jam, I feel like. Yeah, he loved the Biltmore. Yes, he's been to that property, so yeah. I feel like he'll be into it. Yeah. I, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Uh, here is the one thing I wish for, and it is one of the most annoying things and it had nothing to do with the movie. Hmm. The freaking Hallmark and Biltmore advertisements on screen during some really pivotal moments of this movie were a huge distraction for me. Did you even notice them? I didn't notice a uh, Hallmark. It was advertisement. like advertisement, just like like a banner across next, the oh. yes. The red and green striped banner blinking at me at the bottom of the screen when it's like I it was taking you out of the moment. Totally. You know, this was one of the first movies where I thought, I think the commercials are really hurting this movie for me. I tell me more. Wanted a full cinematic experience. This feels like the most cinematic movie we've seen, not just this season, but may first. Ever. Guaranteed ever. Fully co-sign that. Would you have liked this without commercials? A thousand percent. Me too. Now, I'm real quick. I'm like, the second I see the commercial come in and I don't watch the commercials, I skip right through them because it takes me out of the moment. Mm -hmm. But as I could feel the first commercial coming, I felt really disappointed because I think there's nothing we can do. This is an ad-supported network. What can we do? But I think on Hallmark Movies Now, if they shuttle this movie over there quickly viewers are going to be in for a treat because watching this uninterrupted i think would be a totally different experience i would have loved if at the top they would say this movie is presented without commercial interruptions by the biltmore estate or whatever you know what i mean even for just the inaugural showing and then all the repeats yeah you can throw in your commercial break i absolutely agree yeah absolutely i watched it live so I couldn't even like fast forward. Oh, to the commercials. look at you! Yeah, yeah. 
All right. I have one tiny did you see that. Okay, go for it. There is one scene where Lucy's running from Balaban. It's She's in the gorgeous dress, right? Uh-huh. And in one scene, she's like trying to get away. And then the next immediate scene, she has that stole on. And I was like, well, where'd you get that from? Uh, you didn't have that in the last scene. That's all. That's all. I have two. We have yet another cameo from our boy Keith Costumes. Uh. He's a sailor huddling around Ava at the train station. I We talked about this in A Merry Scottish Christmas. He's got a big smile on his face, just leaning right in. So cute in his little sailor costume. Keith, I'm so glad you got that moment. And I wonder when they do that, are they like, hey, we need a couple of extras. Do we have any volunteers? Or if he's like out there like, hey, if you need any extras, I'm your guy. Totally. <laughs> I would be that. I was totally, like, me too. Yeah. The other, this is not so much a did you see that as it is a little tongue in cheek hallmark moment. We get Rachel Boston and Wes Brown. Yes. Their cameo in the modern day remake of His Merry Wife, which was lovely. I, we love that moment. And it's done in a way that if you're not a big Hallmark fan, it doesn't take you out of the moment at all. It's just two actors on screen. They joke about, oh, I think it'll even be better than Check Into Christmas, which is a movie that they star in together. Oh. Incidentally, when I looked up that movie, that movie stars Richard Karn, who played Al on Home Improvement, who oh. has been in several Christmas movies, both for the Hallmark Channel and other networks, and more than one Christmas movie with Wes Brown. Isn't that a weird connection? Totally. And now, have you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie. Shall we add it to our I Christmas think we enjoy? should. I absolutely think we should. Put it on the list. Okay. Let's rate it. It's a five-star movie for, for me. For me, too. Five I, stars. I don't know how anything tops it. No. And, and, and it's really hard because... We were talking about this in a different episode, you and I. It's unfair to pit these movies against each other because they're so special in their, you know, own way. Mm-hmm. Like, A Biltmore Christmas is totally different than Mystic Christmas, but I liked both. And different from Hall at the Holly and different from the Santa Summit. It's going to be interesting. Listeners, we are going to be launching our annual Countdown to Christmas Best Movie Bracket right after New Year's Day. So uh, you're going to have to weigh in on your favorite movie. Is this going to be the runaway of the season? I don't know. It's always a weird shakeup. Who knows what's going to happen? What was the winner last year? It was Three Wise Men and a Baby. Of course. But we were surprised because In Merry Measure was really up there. And that was kind of like a sleeper hit. Yeah, those fans activate and... Those movies get a second life. Exactly. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We are churning out Hallmark Christmas movie reviews left and right. So please follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you like this podcast and want to let others know how much you like it, the very best thing you can do is leave us a five-star rating and a review, letting us know what you like about this podcast and why you'd recommend it. We... We'll be back next week with more reviews. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.